Welcome to Basketball Party, episode 44. I'm Aaron M. Routson in Los Angeles, California, and with me... Kim Houston in Louisville, Kentucky. Hello. Hello. So, big, big night. Big night for the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, a game seven. Game seven, baby. Game seven. Done. Yeah. Shout out to Zaza Pachulia. Forever. Yeah, for, yeah, forever. Eternally. <laughs> Eternally shouting out Zaza Pachulia. Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, Blue collar gold am... swagger. Blue collar gold swagger. Yeah. Um, I'm... I, I'm a little shocked, but uh, but happy. Yes, I am. I I am. I guess the term would probably be muted happy. Would be what? Um, what term? <laughs> just, I don't know. Just I I I want to be happy, but I don't want to expect it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't want to get too excited. You know, kind of like I don't know. I I kind of feel like that's how our grandparents felt. It's just. You know, don't get too excited about anything, and, you know, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know if I'm surprised that that is going seven games. I think I was more surprised that Heat Hornets went seven games. Yeah. I've heard a lot of, I will, I'll be honest with you, I don't really focus on the Heat as an organization they're kind of just like down there in Florida doing, doing stuff. Florida stuff. Florida stuff. <laughs> Flamingo with sunglasses on, saying "Yeah." Um, <laughs> but I thought that they would handle the Hornets a little more mm-hmm. efficiently, but that didn't happen, which I'm okay with. That's fine. Yeah, with me. But yeah, surprised by Pacers wraps. Really thought. Really thought, thought that it'd that would be wrapped be up by now. Ra- quote unquote, wrapped up. Get it? Get it? Get it? Get so, it? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I I wish that we were writing headlines for a sports page right now because that was a really good one, Kim. Mm-hmm. Wrapped Thank up. Thank you. Yeah. Let's get this series wrapped up. But uh, I feel like this isn't the most. Going to a game seven, it is not the most controversial thing that's happened uh, in Indiana this past week with basketball, though. No, it's definitely not. You had, no, you had something even more sinister. To I mean, with. I I have a lot of strong opinions, so um, I, I'm going to preface anyone out there listening. I hope I don't offend you with my views. If we have differing opinions, mm-hmm. I hope we can still be. Uh, internet friends, or <laughs> you'll still listen to the podcast, even though I have differing views. You know, we don't we don't want to alienate anybody. That's not no, our whatsoever. Never. Not never. our vibe. But I have to say that Ted Cruz calling <laughs> a basketball hoop a basketball ring mm. in the field house where Hoosiers was filmed was pretty much the most vile thing I think that has happened to Indiana basketball in a really long time, just as a, as a state. I have to say, I'm surprised that upon him saying that Bob Knight didn't appear in a corner with a chair and just smash it over his head. Well, Bob Knight was too busy appearing with Donald Trump, which is a whole, that's another problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, 
and I'm really questioning that whole situation because I, so I'm wondering who was the shill for who. <laughs> How are they friends? Well, yeah. because I wonder if Bob Knight, Coach Knight saw Trump coming to Indiana and say, oh, hey, I can make a quick buck off this dude. Yeah. We both have anger problems. I can be outspoken. Here, let me let me uh, stump speech for this idiot. Right, and make a, and make a cool dollar. Yeah, yeah. Or if Donald Trump was just grasping at straws of his tiny, tiny knowledge of what Indiana is, and he thought, "Oh, that guy in a red sweater throwing a chair. Let's get him." I'm gonna say. I I want to believe it's the latter. Mm. Because I, mean, I don't I don't want to believe that Bob Knight is so guileless that he would just be like, "You know what I'm going to do?" Mhm. Hang out with this blowhard. I don't yeah. know. I I I don't know. And and truthfully, uh I'm kind of surprised that Trump didn't go a different route and go after a totally different blowhard and i'm kind of mad at this blowhard for totally different reasons but um (laughs) he he's a graduate of my high school Mm. he went to college in in a uh indiana university he went to ball state okay but all of his money and funding all all of he's got two or three stadiums and where are they in kentucky and that, that is Papa John Schnatter. Ugh, Papa John. Yeah, he's a secret hooser. He's a secret, he's a secret hooser. hooser. That's amazing. Yeah. You just out yeah, he's Papa an under- John. Yeah, he's yeah, him. everyone. Yeah, no. Get hip, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised because Schnatter was pretty vocal about how he felt about Obamacare several years ago. So I, I, I'm kind of surprised that Trump's people weren't all over that. Hey, you former Hoosier. What yeah. do you have to say, businessman? Hey, businessman. Yeah, so uh, that that's kind of my rant. You know, just don't sully basketball with your politics, everybody. I mean, it is the beautiful sport, so leave it alone. Is that? I think the beautiful sport is actually another sport, but... Yeah, but <laughs> it is a beautiful sport to me. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I was like, FIFA's going to come after you and be like, actually. Whatever. I wouldn't be the first person they killed. That's true. That's very true. Well, I'm glad you just outed Papa John. Yeah. Secret who? Everyone knows. Everyone. Everyone knows now. They all knew. (laughs) They all knew. Yeah, so, okay. So now we're looking at unknown... Who will face the the Heat yes. in the second round. But then we will have Cavs-Hawks. Yeah. Uh, a rematch of sorts. A little Eastern Conference Finals. A little rematch early. I don't... I'm going to tell you, I don't find the Atlanta Hawks exciting to watch. Mm. I'm sorry, Kyle Korver. But... Mm-hmm. I, I I would like to say that I hope this is another sweep, mm-hmm. but I don't think that it will be. 
So yeah, I, I think this one will. This one might go a little longer. Yeah, I think it might. But although, although I, I kind of want to give a shout out to the uh, somewhat valiant effort that the Celtics gave, you know. Yeah, although I, you know what I didn't want to see? Mm. Kelly Olenek anywhere near a Cleveland Cavalier. Yeah. I know he's not playing. I don't care. His bad vibes, <laughs> I'm not interested. Oh, man. We're, <laughs> we're only in the second round and you're talking about bad vibes? Kelly Olenek, dude. <laughs> okay. Remember... I re- remember. I, I remember. I was going to have, we got to wait till Jeff, I mean, this is really Jeff Miller's topic, but uh, I don't want Kelly Olenek's vibes anywhere, anywhere near my team. Yeah, just Bad. keep them away. Bad. Bad juju from that guy. So instead we'll have the Hawks. Um, mm-hmm. That's fine though. That's fine. I'd like to give a shout-out to the Detroit Pistons in honor of friend of the pod, Dan Nixon, who was just happy to be there for playoffs. Yeah. Um, I, I was a little di- disappointed that... Uh, <coughs> pardon me. I, uh, I was a little disappointed that they did, didn't did steal one. Yeah, I get it. But... Uh, I was happy my prediction of Cavs and four was correct. You're I was correct. I was surprised by that. I really was. I thought, given how the regular season had gone, I think they had a very good chance to steal one. And I was very impressed that the Cavs did not let that happen. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, I think, really, the, the, the one uh, first-round upset that we all predi- predicted was uh Portland. I know, Clips Blazers. Yeah. I mean, once Chris Paul broke his hand and Griffin was out, it was like, bye. That was not you know, there's yeah. some misfortune there. Um Wednesday night after those two events happened, Wednesday night the tickets at Staples Center for that for game 5 uh were between 40 and 50 dollars for lower bowl seats. Upper deck, 20 bucks. Yeah. Goes to show, Los Angeles still does not care about the Clippers. So. Well, I, I mean, or, uh, or let me reframe it. Like, I think Los Angeles doesn't care about losers. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think if, uh, if this hadn't been Kobe's last season, I think you probably could have gotten a lot of steals for those Lakers seats, too. That's true. Kobe had to go screw that up for everybody. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Lakers, we love mm. to talk about. Mm. Got a new coaching situation. Luke Walton. Yeah. Coming down south to beautiful, sunny Southern California. <laughs> so good that luck. Should be I, yeah. That's really all I had to say. Also, um, last night someone said to me that if the Lakers don't 
you know, get back into a championship run within a year or two that they'd fire him. And I said, <laughs> yes, of course that's what would happen. But, yeah, does that person have a rudimentary understanding of how professional basketball works? Poor, how professional anything works. I mean, professional sports-wise, you know. Well, I mean, you can even say that for, you know, any Joe Schmo corporate job. If you're not meeting your metrics, well. I mean, coaches are scapegoats, and they get shit-canned left and right. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that they hired Luke Walton, because if they fire him in a year, it's, like, no big deal to them. Well, yeah, and then he's got a... A coaching job under his belt. Right. Right. Well, uh, you know, a head coaching job. Do you think that the Lakers are poaching someone from the Warriors because they're trying to get a little bit of that Warriors magic to rub off on them? Oh, like they're trying to, like, steal. They're somehow trying to, like, get some of that secret sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, then... Like a little bit of magic dust. Magic dust. Hoping it rubs uh, off I don't know. on them. I feel like that's very misguided. I mean, me too, but I don't know if No, any... no, I, I, I'm just saying that as my answer. Like, I think it's misguided because, I mean, I could see why, because they're having such um, great returns there, mm -hmm. but... Um, don't you don't think know. that they're like, man, a little bit of Steph Curry and Luke Walton have breathed the same air for quite some time, so maybe if he comes yeah, down to so LA... Yeah, but so did Bob Jackson and Steph Curry. Like, why not go get him? You know? That's, like, I get take, it. Take, I get it. Take him off of, the, take him off of uh, the panel so I don't have to listen to his commentary when wow. I'm watching basketball. Wow, that so, would be perfect. so angry about Mark Jackson right now. Oh my gosh, no, like, Triggering. his tangent, yeah, no, like, I, I'm all about some old man yells at cloud commentary while I'm watching a basketball game, but, right. you know, I, I'll take JVG talking trash about a terrible call or, like, just going too long on a story, but Mark Jackson, though, man, he, he's like a, a dog with a bone that just doesn't let go. Mm -hmm. And it just goes on forever and ever, and you just kind of just wish he would shut up. So if you had to power rank the ABC commentators... Mm. How do Hubie you... Brown, number one. Hubie Brown, number one. JBG, two. Mark Jackson, three. I, I mean, is there just, like, a way that I could just, like, trash Jackson? Like, I would rather... Um... Well, if, like, this were the Get Olympics... Jaylen in there for some reason. If, like, this, if, if this were the Olympics, you would have... Uh -huh. Hubie would win the gold, uh, JBG would get the silver, and then Mark Jackson would get the bronze, except Mark Jackson would test positive for juicing, so then he'd just get DQ'd. That's your ultimate scenario, I think. That sounds perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Jackson <laughs> think he, thinks he's going to medal... But then he gets DQ'd for juicing. Um, yeah, yeah, and and truthfully, like he's been such a spoil sport in a lot of the the games about whatever happened with his time in uh, Oakland. So mm -hmm. I don't know. 
He's a little bit of a spurned, spurned lover. Strong yeah. spurned lover vibe. Yeah, th- there's definitely that vibe. I'm not, not. I was not about him when when he uh, left uh, the broadcasting wor- world to go to the uh, go to coaching. I was like, perfect, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Can... I'll I'll see you in like ten second spurts mm-hmm. when you're being interviewed. And then he was like, "Guess what, Kim? I got fired. I'm back in a big way. God damn it! <sighs> so, I gotta say, I was happy when Cavs Pistons ended because I Jalen was insufferable to me during that series. Um, I mean, you know. I will say that I enjoy when Jalen actually plays up his Detroit roots because I I feel like sometimes he wavers, you know. He wants to be a Hollywood hotshot and pretend he doesn't know nobody no more. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and he he runs a a charter school in Detroit, for Christ's sake. Oh, yeah, I've heard the radio ads. I know. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, be more about Michigan. Yeah, pure Michigan. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we'll see what happens with Luke Walton. I wish him the best in the same way you'd wish anyone the best when they go to manage a garbage fire. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe there is going to be some kind of magic mm-hmm. that happens in the off season, and, you know... Well, Maybe. I got some good news for you. Mm, Jeremy, what's that? Jeremy Lin's a free agent. Uh, oh. <laughs> got some news for you. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where will he go next? Who Do cares? You- <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? All right. <laughs> Jeremy Lin. Whew. So, yeah, I mean, this is kind of a, this is kind of a, a, we talked about this last week, but it's still kind of true. This is a a tough Mm -hmm. time for us because, I mean, I'm excited about playoffs, but I think I get impatient about waiting for the, you know, the next round. Yeah. I mean, um, I, you know, being impatient for the next round, so, uh, this kind of dovetails into the the one of the uh, second rounds in the West. Uh, so I watched Game One of Oklahoma City Ooh. versus the San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio. Not great for Oklahoma City. Not great, Bob. I, you know, I. It was one of those things where, so I was at my uh, grandmother's house, and I, I take care of my grandmother, and so I, I get her put to bed, mm-hmm. uh, so I probably stopped watching about two or three minutes in to the game, okay. and then I came back, and it was already fucking done. Wow. Basically, it was barely, barely the second, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is... A foregone conclusion that the Spurs are winning this game. Wow. Um, and, you know, much uh, 
much has to be said for their win because of LMA, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Kawhi Leonard. Um, this is what I think is so cool, interesting at least. Um, so the Elliott Sports Bureau noted that um, LMA's performance was the most points scored by a player who played 30 minutes or fewer uh, in a playoff game in the shot clock era. Wow. So, so basically since 1954 to 1955. Wow. Yeah. That's a good fun, good, that's a good fun fact. Yeah, so... Well, Marcus Aldr Aldridge, the diff maker... Yeah, well, um, I, I'm really excited for him on this uh, Spurs team because he he was so great in uh, Portland, and I, I think a lot of those Portland teams that he was on didn't get a lot of the attention that they really deserved. And I'm not even pandering to uh, Trailblazers fans right now. Um, <laughs> What's up, y'all? But I, I, I think it is true. Um, so uh, it, it, I, I think it's great. So I, I hope there's more of this. Mm -hmm. And um, while, you know, friend of the pod, uh, Dan, actually uh, sent me a tweet. Mm -hmm. so, so I think this might have to be our, our little uh, Twitter moment of the week. Oh, this isn't classic tweets, though. That's my, that's my. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't classic a, a classic tweets. tweet. It wasn't a classic tweet. And, oh, shoot, where is it? But basically, uh, the tweet was, game two will be Monday in Monday, May 2nd in San Antonio. And then in parentheses, it said, if necessary. <laughs> that's. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Was it was quite, quite yeah. the game. Yeah. I mean, uh, at one point, the Spurs were up by as much as 43, which was their own most uh, definitive lead in a playoff game ever. Wow. Um, so much history happening this season. So much yeah, history. Yeah. Um, and and I have to say that uh, Dan, friend of the pod, Dan, I'm kind of speaking for him right now, but he said that uh, San Antonio and Oklahoma City is his feel-good series, and I feel like... Oh, no. I, yeah, I feel... I agree with it, because I would be happy with either one of those teams mm -hmm. uh, winning and going on. Mm-hmm. Ideally, this would be my Western Conference Finals. Right. Um, it's not going to be, obviously. So, no. um, but I, I think I'm probably in the in the tank for the Spurs, and uh, I, I don't know. I think it would be so. I don't know if it would be funny, haha, or no. I, I just think it would be interesting if. You know, these, if this Spurs team could make it to the conference finals and then just spank Golden State. Yeah, you know how I feel about that. 
Yeah, and then, I mean, if, if, if they're spanking Golden State, they're spanking whoever is in the East, like, pretty definitively. But I, I think it's... Uh, I just think... Least, I just at think least in the terms of the West, I think it would be more poetic. I also... I mean, I don't know what will happen in the East. We have a ways to go. But it would be weird to me if Cavs-Spurs became a new weird finals matchup that just kept happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was Mm -hmm. so long ago now. But if that became a new weird thing where it was just these, like, matchups of Cavs-Spurs every time, I'd, I'd be okay. Clearly, I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I that was quite the quite the the whooping that they gave Oklahoma City. I'm surprised Russell Westbrook isn't in jail after. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's interesting just because of um Kevin Durant. So I mean, this is already starting rumors about what Kevin Durant's going to do in the right. offseason. Right, right. Um, you know, and, and how games like this put him at an easier, an uneasier footing in, in the Oklahoma City organization because, you know, aside from Russ, who was backing him up, da-da-da-da-da, and how the, the rosters on the Spurs and Golden State are so much stronger. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little, I think that's speculative at best at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I saw some quote on ESPN last night where it was like someone asked him what his feelings were about game one. He was like, I'm not telling you, which seems (laughs) fair. It seems like a pretty fair reaction. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. It's hard with that team. I... There's like the part of me that wants Kevin Durant to stay there because that's like his team. But then there's another part of me that's like, go somewhere else. Like, I don't know. It's a weird sitch. Also, I don't want, because of my appreciation for small markets, I also don't want Oklahoma City to lose, you know, the opportunity to have such a good team. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough because, uh, you know, the small market thing, but I mean, obviously, uh, Kevin Durant has to do what's best for his career and what he thinks is best for himself going forward. I mean, I, I feel like he's made it clear in a lot of respects um, over time that he's very loyal to Oklahoma City and, and Oklahoma in general. But uh, I just, you know, we could have a Wayne Gretzky situation on our hands. Mm. You know, you leave, you leave the the team that you came up in and then you go to Hollywood and you mm-hmm. win the Stanley Cup. So, I don't know. We'll see. Only time will tell, but I I think they're going to have a difficult time getting past the Spurs. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really seem feasible. Uh, 
But let's talk about the other game in the West. Yeah. Other second round game, which would be Blazers Warriors. Mm-hmm. Things got a little heated today. Yeah, things got a little chippy. Chippy choppy. Oh, little chippy choppy, buddy. A little chippy choppy. A person I never thought I would see get ejected from a professional basketball game managed to get ejected today. Do tell. Anderson Verjao. Ooh. Right? I bet you never saw that coming. And he's so nice. He's so nice. But now Anderson Verjao is not nice. So he... Yeah, he and he got into it with um, Henderson, and they both got ejected. Hmm. So, whoops. Uh, very, yeah, very chippy, though. I was very surprised. So, um, in other Warriors news... I I heard that Steph Curry might be coming back for Game Three. Yeah, I heard that too. What do you think about that? Um, do you think it's a good idea, bad idea, indifferent? I mean, I I think he should rest up for as long as he can. I agree, and this is I mean why. I. I yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not that I don't think that the Blazers are a formidable opponent, mm-hmm. um, but if you can win by a pretty significant margin without Steph Curry, just keep doing that. Just keep until- doing that until he can come back and is like, yes ready to come back. Exactly. And but, I mean, trust me, it I I say this because for the love of the game and not any particular team or player, but I can't imagine anything worse than him coming back too soon, re-injuring himself and have to having to sit out longer. Yeah. If the Warriors win game 2, Maybe take a little rest for game three. Push it yeah. out a little bit more. Yeah. I, at, at this point, I think what he should be doing is concentrating on being as healthy as he possibly can because uh, the the next round is only going to be tougher, you right. know? Right, right. I'm with you. I never thought I would say that, but I just don't see the point if your team is doing, is getting wins without you right now in the second (laughs) round, then yeah, rest up because the Spurs machine is probably coming to town. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. like, the Spurs machine is like the bad guy in Rocky. Like, it's just going to destroy, destroy everything. Yeah, it is unstoppable. I would like to see the Blazers get one or two yeah. in this series. 
I think it's, that's possible. It might not happen, but I think it's possible. Yeah, I, I feel like this one's going to be much tougher. I just... Just in terms of matchups. I just want a little Dame Lillard revenge. Ooh. Bring it, buddy. Now's the time. Now is the time. You just want him to get really angry and go off? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For one, at least. Yeah. A little... Little something. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like... I mean... (laughs) You know. The inevitable march to Western Conference Finals. Let's make it Mm -hmm. a little interesting. So... We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, what else was I going to tell you? There was something important. Oh, I, this is a little bit off topic, but not extremely. I went into a store today in LA that mm-hmm. sells um, vintage, vintage jerseys, among other things. Oh. Yeah. Except... There were a couple that I saw, some Cleveland, mm-hmm. some Cleveland jerseys. One would be a 19 a mid 90s Mark Price black Cleveland jersey. Mm. Do you know how much it costs though? Uh, take a guess. No. Take a guess. It's a replica too. No, no, less than that, but still still something that I found. $75. Uh-huh. It was child size also, of course. Okay. It was a replica. Mm-hmm. Like $75. I was like, I can't shell out $75 for a mm-hmm. Mark Price 90s jersey. And then I saw a LeBron jersey, like a throwback. Mm-hmm. $80. Children's jerseys. Mm. And I was like, oh, hell no. I'm out of here. Gotta go. I gotta put these pennies towards possibly having to get a champion worldship Cleveland 2016 tattoo. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember that? Do you know what conversation I'm referencing? Yeah. Shout out to Becca Grimm. <laughs> champion worldship. Champion worldship. Finally, I've won the champ, the NBA champion worldship. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, it was like $75. Yeah. I don't know. It's so hard. Maybe, maybe this can transition in that. Maybe this is my best baseball minute, but Kim's baseball minute. Yep. Do you know how much if you try to buy a uh, Jersey on like MLB.com, do you know how much it is? It's expensive. No, but like, you know what? You know what I noticed today? Because part of the baseball minute today, I was at the Dodgers game earlier. Yeah, how was that? Um, I love Dodger Stadium. I don't know if we've discussed this before. Dodger mm-hmm. Stadium is so great. Because it's like original, Gucci architecture. And mm-hmm. they preserved a lot of it while updating the stadium. So it's just very cool. And very yeah. um, mid-century Californian <laughs> architecture. Um, so I, and I, it's very easy to get to and 
if you live where I live, which is great. And like we walked there. That's awesome. It makes me feel normal. So one thing I did notice, which mm-hmm. is something I cannot really say about the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a little bit of this, but there's not enough of it, which mm-hmm. is they make baseball jerseys like women sized for, yeah. for women. Mm-hmm that like fit you correctly and mm-hmm. yeah. I so, mean, do you feel positively about that or negative? No, I feel or? positively about it because it means that you can wear a Jersey and it's like fit for you mm-hmm. for your bod. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I appreciate it. I wish the NBA would do the same thing and make jerseys for women that look like jerseys. The jerseys for women look like stupid tank tops. You know what I'm talking about. No, yeah. It it just kind of looks like a, a, I don't know, an anti-sexy tank top, but some, a tank top someone else would think is sexy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. There's just no, the ladies options are like, not they don't look like real jerseys yeah so i was impressed by the the nba jerseys that looked or the i'm sorry the baseball jerseys for women that looked like actual baseball jerseys Mm -hmm. so um that's my baseball minute yeah but i mean true truly i i they are priced much much higher than uh are they let's see yeah let's see i gotta look i have no idea Ooh. okay here's a yeah seventy dollars for a a women's jersey yeah it's comparable to what they are for nba jerseys though i mean we buy youth jerseys so we that's how we beat the system yeah, I mean, because, like, right now, I'm just going through, like, the the men's jerseys on MLB.com for the Indians. And, like, there's one here, like, $210. Wow. 120 There's one here that's $300, $313. Three, okay, what jersey is $313 for it the is, Cleveland Indians? It is the men's Cleveland Indians Majestic Ray Flex Base Authentic Collection Custom Jersey. Hmm. So, I mean, you could get your name and whatever number you want on it. And it's like the, you know, it's basically what they wear on the field. Like the um, fabric or whatever. Yeah, okay. I get it. Um, But that's a significant investment. Exactly. And that's why I'm saying like these, I feel like the uh, barrier to entry with baseball jerseys might be a little bit higher than big baseball would have you believe (laughs) big baseball will have you pay more. (laughs) I guess barriers to entry, (laughs) you know, like if you want to wear, because basically what what is buying a jersey? 
for for any sport. Philosophical. This might be this might be a little soapboxy here, but I mean, so you're wearing this piece of fabric, right? Yes. With another person's another name man's on it. uniform, another man's work uniform. Work uniform, right? But is it so you could just like if someone in the crowd was like, "Hey, you, Kim Houston, wearing the Rondo jersey, get in here." Barriers to entry. You know? Are you able to run on the field at any given moment? No. Are you in the right jersey? No. No, I am not. Like, no, but seriously, though, $210. $230. Yeah, that is a barrier to entry that I'm not prepared. $274, $274, rather. No. For... I'm going to say something that is, that betrays, 235, that betrays my heritage a little bit, but like the idea of one on sale for 84, the idea of paying upwards of $200 for Mm -hmm. a Cleveland Indians, anything Mm -hmm. is just like not believable to me. Well, hey, dude, there's a women's Cleveland Indians Nick Swisher majestic white player replica jersey for 55 right now. Great. That's great. Does Nick Swisher even play for the Indians anymore? No. Exactly. Like, they they got rid of him last season. Peace out. So, (laughs) yeah, I don't, I don't know. I imagine, but I imagine, like, hockey jerseys are expensive, too. Right? Yeah. I mean, it could be. I don't know. Like I said, we're kind of gaming the system because child sizes. Child Although sizes. I, yeah. So, I mean, if you were going to wear a child size... See, I feel like this is where big baseball is smart, though, because <laughs> they have put people like you and me in a different spot because usually I would be like, oh, your jerseys are so expensive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to visit the children's section... And instead, Big Baseball meets you at the pass and is like, but here's this lady jersey that's for you. And I'm like, ooh, lady jersey. And then I'm suckered into paying, you know, somewhere between $415 and 55 or whatever. I mean, I don't know. You're just not into it? You're just not? I mean, I think I would still buy, like, the child size. Like, I don't care, like, if. I walk in somewhere and it's just like, oh, look at that husky child. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm comfortable being a, the husky child. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I understand. Yeah. The, the husky child in the baseball jersey. I'm fine with that. Like, I get it. I get it. It's fine. When, I, when we were at Dodger Stadium today, we walked through the team shop. That's mm-hmm. where I had that realization about the lady jerseys. But also there was a gray youth sweatshirt with an with you know the LA logo on it mm-hmm. and it was like the biggest size they had was medium but if there had been a large or an XL you can bet I would have been like this is for me oh yeah so they get you though mm-hmm. they get you but yeah I was not was not interested in at that vintage store paying $75 for a Mark Price youth youth jersey not feeling it. I mean, so, I, I, that's do you, fair. Do you think you're going to end up acquiring a Cleveland Indians jersey? Um, it seems 
It seems like you're you're dancing dancing with the idea. If I do it, I don't think it's going to be like my money's not paying for it. Mm, I see. Yeah. I see. I, I mean, my you know, I I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like I'm that into baseball, so like, you know, I'll watch it. You're hosting the baseball minute though now. Yeah, I mean, but it's on a basketball podcast. That's true. Your baseball minute. <laughs> it's because you've been watching baseball and attending baseball games. Yeah. I mean, I'll have more to say this month. I think I'm going to see a lot of games at the end of the month, so maybe uh, by the time we're in uh, finals. Going, going to the Jake? Yeah, I'll be going. I'll, I will be going to the Jake. Uh, probably seeing the White Sox, seeing the Tigers again. Hmm. Um, I don't know if uh, the Eastern Conference Finals are going on when we're in uh, Cleveland. Maybe I'll sneak in there. Hmm. Sneaking in. Sneak. Sneaky. So sneaky. Sneaky. Yeah, I will be in Cleveland the third week in in June, and (laughs) trust me, if there's a parade. Mm -hmm. Woo! Woo! Woo, look Get, out. Getting that champion worldship tattoo and then going to the parade. <laughs> Championship worldship. Champion worldship tat. Straight shot to the parade. Mm-hmm. I have thought of that, which I means I've already jinxed it. So. I mean, who can say what's really going to happen? Who knows? I don't no. know. I don't know. I'm no Kruskin. No. Not your Geller either. It's no. fine. So it's the end of the third, just as a little update for you. I don't know. <laughs> it's the end of the third, and it's 78-64 wraps. Yeah. Wrapping it up. I didn't realize there were all these great Raptors puns that we could be using. Yeah. I mean, I hope other people have been using them. I hope and it's other not people like started, started talking about Steph heads, but I have a feeling that's not going to catch on. <laughs> Steph heads. All you Steph heads out there. Yeah. And there are a lot of you. So many of you. The majority. (laughs) Yeah. To my dismay. Steph heads. Steph heads. But yeah, all these raps puns. Mm Mm-hmm. Those are good. Wrapping it up. Wrapping it up. Yep. That's a wrap. And then the raptor would, like, jump out. <laughs> That's a noise a raptor makes, by the way. Yeah. I just saw a little thing that the Kings are interviewing David Blatt for their head coaching job. Oh. Brian Pan Fire. What do you think the relationship between Boogie and David Blatt would be like? Oh, what? yeah. Oh. I don't know. Maybe it would be... Maybe it would seem cozier uh, compared to LeBron. Maybe. That's true. That's true. Oh, I know what I wanted to talk to you about. Although oh. You seemed, you seemed riled up about it when we talked about it earlier this week. Hmm. It was, uh, I watched Lemonade. Yeah. I had a lot of feelings about it. Yeah. Okay, you go first. Because, I mean, I feel like I kind of spoke my piece. You, yeah, you had, you shared, well, I wanted to, I wanted to close up that, that you know, Mm-hmm. loophole because when we talked about it last week I hadn't really I didn't know anything yeah so I watched it this week and I'm gonna tell you I said this to you earlier this week 
<laughs> as a person who has spent much more time in her life listening to Jay-Z mm-hmm. and really admires Jay-Z and probably went through a period of time where she just really wanted to be Jay-Z, it was tough. It was tough. Mm-hmm. It was tough to, to watch that and be like, oh, whoops. But you know the other thing, and we didn't really talk about this. Mm-hmm. The some of the imagery in that whole thing just seemed weird for the sake of being weird. Yeah, I I, I mean, and I, I think it kind of goes to what my feelings on it. Like, I don't think I have any qualms about the music itself. Mm-hmm. But but the imagery just got to be a little too heavy handed for me. I think mm-hmm. because. Uh, I think a point that you made was you thought that it was mostly about their relationship. Mm-hmm. So, which I, you know, I agree. Like, that's all anyone wants to talk about is who is Becky with the good hair, like her beating the shit out of those cars and the, you know, in what the first or second song. Um, but, you know, what does that have to do with Michael Brown's mother? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what does that have to do with Black Lives Matter? And, and not to say that she shouldn't be evoking those images or that she shouldn't be um, using images to talk about those issues. I No, that's, that's not what I'm saying. It's just, like, if you're making a record about, you know, your relationship being in question or spiraling out of control or however you would want to frame how an individual would see lemonade in the, you know, reconciliation of it all. Yeah. You know, it's just, why are you going to overcomplicate it by putting this imagery in it that is such... That that's so different, really. Mm-hmm. I, and, and it's like, are you really going to use those women who have had such tragedies in their life to make money off of them? I mean, I think that's kind of shitty, personally. But I'm talking more about like part where it's like there's a bunch of chairs and it's like women sitting on chairs, but they're on their side. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is this? <laughs> It was like Beyonce saw a David Lynch movie and was like, well, oh, all right. <laughs> so it was a little bit, I know some of it was like Southern Gothic imagery and like, I get yeah. that. You know, it was like True Detective 3 in some aspects. Yeah. But I was just like, this is, and I went to art school. So like, I'm, I'm used to weird for the sake of weird. Like I get it. But sometimes I'm just like, okay, I, what's even, what is this? And that's why I'm a designer and not a fine artist. But I, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't have any, I don't have anything bad to say about it aside from that, really. It was, yeah, it was I a mean, I, I thought it was, watch. it was a lot. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, I guess the Jay Z stuff is like, I think it's just difficult. I think to your point, is just like he's a person. Exactly. And I think this is kind of, I mean, I, I, Anyone who knows me knows about my very deep emotional feelings about Kim Gordon and Thurston Moore and how devastated I was when they separated, even though 
it's their business and I have nothing to do with them. It was very tough for me. Um, I remember how difficult it was to, and I mean, difficult in like, not really that difficult, but it was strange, I guess is the better word to go back and listen to Sonic Youth songs that I had thought were about Kim, but really were probably about Thurston Moore's subsequent partner. Mm-hmm. And I think that because Jay-Z and Beyonce's relationship is not public, like I don't really feel like they publicize their relationship or whatever, but mm-hmm. by making art like this, you do publicize it. Yeah. It's weird to listen to that record and be like, this is about Jay-Z. Like, this is about him. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Like, she should be allowed, anyone should be allowed to make whatever record they want. Like, that's fine. But it's weird when you're like, I know exactly who this is about. It's like when you find out that, you know, who a Taylor Swift song is about. Or, even better, it's like when you find out that uh, Alanis Morissette's You Ought to Know is about Dave Coulier. I mean, is that really true, though? Or is it like, I feel like that's an urban legend. No, that shit is true, dude. That's true. You don't believe it? I mean, I mean, it's not that I don't believe it. It's just like, I, I feel like that's one of those things where it just... It's an urban legend. I'm going to visit the Wikipedia right now. I'm doing it. Okay, let's do it. Let's check. Let's, let's get let's to... Myth, let's bust some myths. Let's bust a myth. Okay, lyrical interpretation. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this doesn't really help. Uh, nonetheless, in comments made on different occasions, actor-comedian Dave Coulier has alternately admitted to and denied being the subject of the song. Mm-hmm. Seems inconclusive. Although, okay. In 1997, 19 years ago, the Boston Herald oh reported that Coulier... Let's not talk about that. ...that Coulier admitted the lines are very close to home, especially the one about an older version of me and bugging him, Coulier, in the middle of dinner. Coulier's former television co-star Bob Saget said in one interview that he was present when Morissette made that call during dinner although it was not clear whether Saget was joking. Other celebrities have been rumored to be the lover in the song, including mm-hmm. Mike Peluso, hockey player for the New Jersey Devils, Matt mm-hmm. LeBlanc, the actor who appeared in the video for Morissette's single Walk Away in 1991, and Leslie Howe, a musician and the producer of Morissette's first two albums in the early 1990s. So I don't really think we can appropriately bust that myth. But I will believe in my heart forever that you ought to know is about Dave Coulier because I can't think of anything funnier. Cut I don't know that it I, out. I find it, <laughs> I find it disgusting. <laughs> Why? They were once in love. You just want, I mean, don't want to think about know. the movie theater part? Ugh. Yeah, that was... I, I, yeah, I just don't want to think of um, Dave Coulier as a sexual being whatsoever. <laughs> Like, I That's just, fair. That's fair. That's fair. Like, I just, whatever. Like, no. That's okay. I get like, it. Like, in terms of, like, uh, the entire Full House 
you know, all of those dudes, they just don't have penises. Like John in, Stamos? In, are you I'm kidding here. me? You're trying to desexualize John Stamos? Kim. He's not that great. What? Dude, John Stamos is like a He's fine wine. Great. He just keeps getting better. I would love to be John I don't Stamos. Know. He, he, he has this like terrible show on Fox right now that's like Garbage City USA. He always has terrible shows on. That's the thing. That's what I can't understand about John Stamos. He, I mean, you said this about Jay-Z, that he hasn't made any significant work since Watch the Throne, which was half Kanye anyway. But John Stamos mm-hmm. is definitely guilty of this. More so than anyone else. He keeps making these, like, garbage shows that nobody cares about. Nobody watches. But, like, aside from this show, I can't think of the last thing that he was on other than Full House. No, he had some other shows. He had some some other shows. Because I love John Stamos, and I have been following his career. That's fair. That's fair. The shows are always bad. Shout out to my shout out to my friend Mary Lynn, who during college we watched Full House reruns a lot and talked about John Stamos often. And I'm gonna tell you, we still do. He he doesn't make anything good. He has not been on a good TV show ever, probably. I don't even I wouldn't even qualify Full House as good. It's something that I watch, but I wouldn't tell you it's good. No, like he's just a professional good-looking person and that's like not a bad thing no because he keeps getting better looking that's the thing he's like paul rudd it's it's phenomenal it's phenomenal to me he just he's like bill murray i don't even know what john stamos does but everyone wants to get their picture taken with him (laughs) i mean i guess i don't but i would i would gladly yeah I would be like, oh, there's John Stamos. If you told me that you saw John Stamos and you didn't get your picture taken with him, I would be very upset. Do it for me. I, I would just, like, point at him and be like, there he is. And keep oh, walking. so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't think he does anything. I, I, he, plays, he plays with the Beach Boys sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah, he's really not up to anything. But he's, he's really good looking. He, I mean, he's cashing all those checks, those rerun checks. Hey, smoke them if you got them, John Stamos. <laughs> but yeah, the idea that Dave Coulier is the subject of You Ought to Know, that's just hilarious. Yeah, no, like, that is just, uh That's what's up. That's what's up. Good history lesson for everybody. Yeah, good he- history lesson if there was anyone that we know. Anyone that listens to the pod that was, uh... Born after 1992. Hey. Millennials are out there, dude. They're real. (laughs) I mean, I think we're technically millennials, though, dude. We are, but I I feel like my personal interests trend more towards Gen X, so I feel like I'm a cusper. I mean, I feel like there's some kind of weird, like, bridge that I read. Like, there's a, a... there's a Wikipedia entry about it, but, like, I think we're technically, like, the MTV generation. Well, because we grew up in a time without the internet. Yeah. I think that's the real difference, is mm-hmm. that we grew up at a time that the internet was a luxury, not a... Mm-hmm. I'm going to say It wasn't this. mandatory. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a utility now. You know what I mean? And so, now these youths... 
They don't know. They don't know what it was like to call someone and have them not be there, and then you just had to be like, well, I'm going to go on with my day then. Yeah, or, like, the the terrible thing of, like, calling, like, someone's house and their parents answered, and then, like, you could hear them, and they said that they weren't there. Yeah. Yeah, now you just get ghosted via text. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, what's worse? I don't know. Who could say? (laughs) Who could say? I guess us, because we're the generation that's lived through both. Yeah. So... I think ghosting is a little bit meaner. Ugh, ghosting is such garbage. The fact that it happens is so horrible. People yeah. are the worst. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all guilty. True. We've all ghosted. We've yeah, all, ghosted. all are punished. We've all ghosted. No one is no one is innocent here. Tomorrow's a big day for me. Yeah. Game 1. Mhm. So, do you have any uh, predictions? I'm going to say, I don't really want to make a prediction on this one. Okay. I think it'll be Cavs. I want to say, like, Cavs in five, but I could be wrong. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I feel like it will probably be, I'm going to say Cavs in six or seven. Everything else, I don't know. The West, I'm like, no idea. No idea. Anything can yeah. happen. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. So, all right. Well, that's about uh, that's about all I got. Yeah. For this week's basketball Beyonce baseball party. <laughs> so. Three Bs. Three Bs. Power power trinity of three Bs. So. I will uh, talk to you next week, and we'll see where we stand. Yeah, I will talk to you then. All right, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Bye. Bye.